This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Europe, the end of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum, a Makan Shah, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetoch, Ara, Igornamion, on Kestin Echol. Vientalam Aginom Griv, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Live. Well, it was billed as the defining game of the Six Nations, but Ireland have suffered their first defeat of this championship. They scored three tries, but they were beaten 30 points to 24 by France in a cracking game in Paris. Well, let's analyse that performance now. Keen Tracy and Dave Kelly are at the Stade de France for us. Well, Keen, uh, what a game at the Stade de France, but ultimately Ireland lost. What's your assessment of that Irish performance today? Incredible, incredible game. You couldn't take your eyes off it for a second. The Six Nations was never... Like it always delivers. It was just, yeah, phenomenal from start to finish. I think it was polar opposite. Like when we were having this chat the same time last week, we were talking about how Ireland were winning collisions against Wales and how important that was to allow the attack to flourish. Um, it was the polar opposite here. I really feared the worst for, for Ireland at halftime. They were 19-7 down. They were getting smashed back in the tackle. Uh, got very little, you know, momentum going and, you know, for all the talk of, you know, Ireland being without Johnny Sexton, it doesn't matter who's playing out half when your pack is going backwards. Uh, France had the edge of the scrum. They were monstering the breakdown. I think Ireland would be really disappointed uh, with their work in the rock in particular. Um, it's been such a, a key focus area for them. And, like, you know, I've certainly been, been trumping the work that Paul O'Connell has done since he's come in in terms of speeding up the rock ball. But Ireland were just so inaccurate there. Like I, I lost count in the number of times that France won ball back from from counter rook. So it's it, it, in the end, it was only a six point game, which was down to Ireland's dogged determination. Like five tries after half time, or sorry, two tries in five minutes after half time, really brought them back into the game. And like you could feel the momentum shifting in inside in the stadium. The crowd were getting on. The referees back. Ireland were starting to, to punch holes in the defence, and you thought it was on. And you know, it, it, it's it's easy to say in hindsight, but I think it was their own inaccuracies. I think that would really, really frustrate them. Yeah, Dave, was it a reality check today when it came to that power game? Ireland went there with a lot of confidence, but the it was like we've seen this movie before with an Irish team being overpowered. It's been alluded to, I mean, Ireland has scored France three tries to three and two. Rarely does a team leave, leave this place having scored their own side uh, in terms of dotting down tries. And they did have those chances. They didn't get another chance after that line out uh, down here. And uh, I, I see Robbie Henshaw running around and 
encircles here, almost running the frustration out of it, because this was a chance Ireland could have taken to win and keep their Grand Slam hopes alive. So, although there will be statistics and the pointy-headed pedants will point, point out that there were counter books, they lost at crucial moments, the error, a lot of the errors were fatalistically self-induced in terms of those line-outs, not resourcing some of the works. And, okay, they did lose a lot of those powerful moments uh, in contact at times. But when they did get a chance to punch holes, boy, did they punch holes. Obviously, Jim Seabers in the biggest of them all. Mike Hansen early on with that astonishing um, GA-style take to, to get Ireland back into the game with a look as if they could be blown out of the water after 10 minutes. They looked blown out of the water at half-time, but they came back again, and they didn't have a chance. So I think it's a different a different narrative to that old story. And obviously, the fact that John Conception didn't play, I ultimately feel did not matter. Um, there will be people who will argue uh, that if he had been here, possibly they might have won. But I, I don't think that was the difference. I just think they made a couple of bad decisions. They made a couple of bad errors. Uh, otherwise, they could have won this game. But that's that's the real kind of regret that was sticking their Yeah, Keen, a lot of talk, as Dave said, about the absence of Johnny Sexton in the lead up to this game. Joey Carberry, how do you feel he went? I thought he did very, very well, Sinead. I think it, it goes back to my earlier point that I just made. In that first half, you could have had Dan Carter in his prime playing 10, and it wouldn't matter because the, 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 the ball just wasn't there to play off. But like Joey Carberry's at his best when he's playing with, with a swagger and for a guy making his first Six Nations start, he certainly had a swagger about him tonight, which I was really, really impressed with him. I th- thought he grew into the game. He had a lovely uh, crossfield kick at one point. In fairness, he was trying to vary the point of attack. Um, Ireland certainly were using different tactics to, to what they used last week. They were really went after Melvin Jaminet in, in the backfield, uh, testing him with, with a lot of aerial bombardment. And that was key to, to sort of Carberry's role, I guess, in, in what he was asked to do. But... I thought when Ireland did get into their shape, their one three two two shape, you could see Carberry like starting to influence the game more. And like I said, you could feel the you could feel the momentum shifting here in in the second half. And it's just such a pity that Ireland weren't able to weren't able to to push it home. Like you know, you, you think back to Dan Sheehan's incredible tackle at the end, like absolutely amazing stuff. Um, and having lost Ronan Kelleher, it was a big loss. But to be fair. You know, you talk about Joey Carberry stepping up to the mark. I thought Dan Sheehan played quite well. I think they'll be disappointed with their line-out, uh, like I said. But like these are all fixable issues. And just to maybe touch on the point about the, the power game, that was certainly evident throughout the first half. But I think I, I was encouraged by how Ireland problem-solved, I think, in the second half. That, you know, I was certainly fearful of the 6-2 uh, split on the bench that France had. Um, but Ireland were, were well able to handle it, I think. They probably said a lot about their reliance on Andrew Porter and Tyke Furlong that they were still out there, I think, on 70, 71 minutes, whereas France essentially had a new a new pack well on by then. So um I was in, I was encouraged by how okay they can the packs uh, in the first half, but they started winning occasions. You got Biaki was getting on the ball a little bit more. So I think it I would agree with Dave. I think it's a little bit different to maybe previous games where Ireland have been blown away. Um, I think there was a lot to I think there was a lot to be encouraged by purely because it was Ireland's own errors, I think that was ultimately ultimately their downfall in the end. 
And Dave, Akeem mentioned the line out there and certainly the French put uh, the pressure on in the Irish line out as well. It wasn't the well-oiled machine that we usually expect from an Irish line out. Yeah, the, the, the line-out did struggle at times. There was a lack of certainty there, and obviously that that, that, that chance that they um, that they spurned late on was was, was a killer for momentum, and it, and it you know it, it probably infused the, the, the subsequent choice to take the points because there was a lack of trust there. And that, that kind of like was was a, 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 a lot of the team, especially at the first half, and there was just a sense of anxiety. Um, there was a lack of of of, of that certainty which had been carried over from the Joe Schmidt era and now which Andy is, is trying to build upon and play a more expansive style. Um, today, we discovered that if you don't have that certainty, if you don't have that, those fundamental building blocks, even parity at scrum, but securing your own line-out ball. And, you know, again, Key alluded to it, like, you know, you can, you can understand losing uh, a physical collision at a ruck, losing a couple of counter rucks against a very strong team, but there were a couple of rucks that were really badly resourced when they were in really, really good attacking positions. So there was uh, a Keen, lot. Dave mentioned the word anxiety there. Does that mean their mentality wasn't right going into this game? I don't think so. I think, look, you have to give, we probably haven't given France enough, such a pleasure to be here, like in front of was it 78 odd thousand people and you know the world cup final is going to be here next year and it was a taste like for what ireland are going to face like they're playing a couple of pool games here as well so but if you think back to gibson parks try lovely little snipe you know he catches paul Willemse, um who was outstanding by the way i mean just a monster in the second row disrupting ireland's mall disrupting the breakdown but it was really clever to kind of shift the the focus away from the the big men in midfield and I thought it was similar for Josh van der Fleer's try you know they kind of they dummy mauled it almost like not having had much joy there at all and it was really smart play by Josh van der Fleer and Caelan Doris both peeled off the side and scored so there that's the, the glass half full approach and, and this is what I mean about problem solving on the hoof I think maybe in previous times like I said France could have run away with it in, in the second half and you know I think back to they got they got a a late penalty, obviously, so it could it could have even been much closer than six points in the end. And I think you'll probably agree with me, Dave. Like we were sitting here next to each other, thinking, like you know, if you had said to us at halftime that it was going to be a six-point game, uh, we might not have believed you. But um, I'd say the review, the review, whenever they do it, they're obviously going to have a few days off now. They have no game next weekend. But I'd say the review won't make for uh, for pleasant viewing, uh, particularly the the scrum and the lineout. Like I said, but they'll be encouraged by the fact that. They're fixable issues. Um, it wasn't, they weren't like systematic problems. They were just small tweaks here and there. And this was the test that we wanted, I think, for this Ireland team. You know, uh, the, run of, the run of wins that they put together, obviously, most of them had come at home. They're play, facing one of, if not the best team in the world, foreign team at the moment in their own backyard, Paris, Saturday night, full, raucous crowd. So I think this, will, this experience will, will stand to, to Ireland going forward. Uh, Keen uh, or Dave Keen mentioned the Josh van der Fleer Jemson Gibson Park try. What about that one by Mac Hansen and what a response it was when Ireland went down early to the Dupont's try? Yeah, um, I think we could be seeing him in Salt Hill in the summer um, if, he'd, uh, if he fancies his chances. Uh, it was an astonishing take. It was it, it was it was wonderful anticipation, and um, we saw. You may have seen the viewers may have seen at home a, a kind of a, a worm's eye view of the gap he had to thread through. There were four players, basically. From, it was from the restart of the 
uh, second Germany kick for the penalty France 10 0 up and you think they're out the gate and uh, Joey Carberry who mixed his game well today as Keane said I thought he played reasonably well he won't tackle in Denver Bamba in the second half which was extraordinarily brave um, and it was a wonderfully floated restart an unusual kind of restart that Ireland don't often do went left and um, France had about four guys there ready for the lift, but nobody lifted, nobody lifted a finger. Uh, therefore, we looked, they just all kind of stood. Jaminé almost kind of waited for it into the bread basket. And the timing of the run, eye on the ball, Hansen just kind of you know, snuck through the gap like a kind of little kid escaping from a, a shop with a, a thieved candy bar and just put it. But it was almost on his left shoulder. It wasn't kind of a, an Aussie rules kick or even a, a guard kick. It was almost like a wonderful shimmy. And then he just um, danced his way to the line. And that, yeah, that gave Ireland um, a, a really significant boost. Now, he did, it wasn't great in a bit of defence down his wing as, as, as France scored um, their try in his corner. So, Keen, just to wrap, obviously the Grand Slam still on for France. Who knows what will happen in the Championship and certainly Ireland are still in the Championship. So, overall, how do you feel, Ireland, after two rounds now? Will they feel there's even more to come from them? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd say there'll be a lot of battered and bruised bodies. Um, yeah, I think they'll, they, they will be. Like, I mean, they have Italy up next. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely welcome the break, I think, next week just to, you know, to, to chill out and like I said, re- recuperate from the, the damage that was taken tonight. But the Italy game, you know, obviously it's a gimme, it's at home. It'll be very interesting to see how Farrell uses that if he if he looks to kind of, you know, deepen the squad a little bit further. But you're right, like France are obviously on for the Grand Slam, but the championship is still like very much on the line for Ireland, you know. Uh, they got a losing bonus point here. Who, who knows how important uh, that could be. So, look, there's still plenty of play- to play for. Like I said, there's... There's there's fixable issues, is what Ireland had pretty early days in their cycle. Like you know, the, the last thing I needed to do was win Grand Slam this year, and then you know, like like I said, we've definitely seen that move before. And I don't think it was a wake up call. I I don't think within the squad anyone was getting ahead of themselves, despite the the impressive winning run that they put together. I still think this is a work in progress under Andy Farrell, and that's no bad place to be. I think at this stage of I know it's like a cliche again, but like the World Cup cycle and. In fairness, like Andy Farrell and the pairs have made no bones about it that they're very much building towards this. So if you're looking at it as a, a, another step on the journey, it could prove to be hugely, hugely beneficial further down the line. Now, obviously, that's going to come as no comfort to the players now who will be absolutely gutted inside in the dressing room because like wins in Paris are, are rare enough things. And there was there was one there for them tonight if a couple of things if a couple of things had went their way. So be a tough playing journey home tomorrow but there is still there's plenty of I think to be to, to miss about the direction Ireland are heading Okay Keen and Dave in Paris thanks for joining us and enjoy the night over there now Well that's it from us on the Left Wing Live read more reaction from Ireland's performance in Paris on independent.ie See you soon